heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. What's the biggest thing right now that's holding you back or messing you up? Pretty much across the board, people would say the economy, the United States economy. Nobody escapes this. I mean, clearly, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, independent, Republican, or, or even a communist for that matter. Nobody escapes an, an economy like this that is collapsing, right? I mean, that is probably the biggest challenge. Well, I would suggest to you there actually is a bigger challenge than the economy. And for some people, that may be hard to imagine, but it does exist. And I'm going to tell you straight out, right up front here, and that is the condition and the uh, problematic possibility that we could be faced with a catastrophe, and that is the electrical grid in our hemisphere here in North America here is a massive problem. And the reason that's a bigger problem than the economy is because, I'll tell you what, if that goes down or there's any kind of problem, It'll take everything with it, including the economy and every other part of your life that you thought you'd never have to be faced with those challenges. So this is by far the biggest challenge that we have in front of us. And like a lot of things in our country, it is primarily being ignored because our elected leaders, uh, for a better word there, Uh, They are very reactive. Nobody is proactive. And if it's running okay right now, they say, well, we'll we'll worry about that later. Let's we got other things over here. We got to get that January 6th commission going. Got to fry Trump's ass so he doesn't jump back into the election. You know, stuff like that. Right. Real important things, you know. And And that's really the problem we have here. So this electrical grid problem. And I'll tell you, if it ever happens in our lifetime, is what I'm suggesting here that could potentially happen, it will be devastating on a level that I cannot even possibly describe to you, my fellow Americans. It it would more than change our lives. It would send us back centuries and it would create total chaos and it's just a catastrophic lifestyle way of living. Uh, people would die by possibly the millions, dependent what exactly happens and how we handle that problem, if it can be handled. And so it, it is a problem. Now, there are two types of things that could happen here. I talked about this on the weekend on Viewpoint, if you heard that. And if not, you're, you're really in uh, for some uh, really interesting dialogue today here. Uh, and I'll tell you more about the gentleman we have coming on and, and the film that will highlights this problem here. But there are two potential real catastrophic situations that could happen. One is uh, one of our adversaries or enemies uh, doing an intentional attack. And this should be something that is very plausible, uh, that would be set up into uh, our atmosphere here. And if it's put off in the right areas, remember, we have three grids here, and you, you may know this, a west and east, and the state of Texas is another grid here. That's it. And all these grids, it's all connected. It's all connected. So it's like it's like a house of cards. If one goes down, it's like boom, 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 boom. You've seen that sometimes in a movie. It all goes dark. That's what would happen here. 
you see. And the problem is getting that up and running again when we don't have access to the transformers and the props to put them in. They really have to come from other countries, uh, including China, which we touched on uh, previously. So this makes this a massive problem. But the other problem is more of a natural occurrence, and that is, and it's referenced many times as a natural EMP attack. That's a geomagnetic disturbance. That's from the sun. And that has happened before in history. That could also be catastrophic. So the point is, whether it's an adversary or natural event or whatever, we must be prepared. We must be prepared. This is not the kind of thing that you want to be reactive about. You understand? It just is not acceptable. We need to be proactive. That's what needs to happen here. So my fellow Americans, today's talk is vitally important. Welcome in here to the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here and always a privilege to be with you. We have on the program today, David Tice is here and you might've met him on the weekend on Viewpoint this Sunday and a privilege to have him here. And let me tell you a little bit about him and the background here. He's the founder and a portfolio manager of the Bearish Mutual Fund, Prudent Bear Fund. He managed it from 96 to 08. And this fund achieved peak assets under the management of 1.6 billion. Uh, you know, then before he made a transition in life and sold that. Uh, he executive produced the hit movie, Soul Surfer. You might recall that. And now he's got a massive, talk about a life uh, uh, changing project here. Uh, this uh, documentary film, uh, which is coming your way very soon here. We'll talk about it. Grid down, power up. And this is all to raise awareness to the threat our national electrical grid faces, as I just said to you, from either of these threats here. Uh, so I, I wanna, I've got so much to talk to you about today, David. There's so much on our mind here, and I want to share and go back and forth to you. But I want to ask you first, I've, I've been very curious about this since we spoke on the weekend. And, you know, this is the kind of project that can be life-changing and certainly life-altering for, for a lot of people, but including you. What was the motivation and what, what was the, the point? I, I've been curious about this as to why you took this on. What happened and why did you think you were the guy to bring this uh, in this way to the attention of Americans? Well, really glad to be with you, Malcolm, and your listeners. So love to talk about that. Frankly, I think God had a big part to do with this. Uh, my interest and concern about these kind of risks goes back, you know, more than 20 years. And it, I've been a geopolitical student and a concerned about Russia and China. And even though supposedly the Cold War ended, you know, I had read uh, defector, uh, you know, exposés, et cetera, and been very concerned about China. Then a couple years ago, I was aware of a, a movie that had been started uh, about the threat to the grid. And then I talked to somebody in some of these grid warrior circles, I call it. These grid warriors are people that have been concerned patriots that have been fighting for some time to wake up the American government and to uh, try to inspire legislation, et cetera. And I found out about a film that had been started and left for 
uh, hibernation. Uh, this lady had run out of money. And wow. so, and so I thought the film was 70% done. I'm a big believer in low hanging fruit. And then I found out it wasn't quite that percentage done. And in order to get it to the highest level of quality that I wanted. And so I went to the West coast to meet with this lady and felt like, you know, God was calling me because I had the knowledge of this area. I had executive produced a film before I had a little bit of time on my hands, although I was busy, but I felt like this was the most important project that I could have ever been left with. And I felt like, you know, God was calling on me to get this movie done and get it finished because you can really make a difference. Oh, what a story. I, I had no knowledge of what you just shared. That's fascinating as hell. I'll talk about, you know, I always say, David, in life, everything is timing, isn't it? It's all timing, right? I mean, the decisions we make and the things that happen in our life, they can change our life forever just by the timing of events or things that uh, take place. Very interesting how that happened. So you took this project on. So there was some sort of a stirring in you. You had a you had a sense or a feel, and this was something that had you ever been concerned with the electrical grid before this moment of that film coming to your awareness that you were going to uh, restructure and redirect him? Oh yes, because uh, I was very concerned about the grid going down, and so I'll admit I had some survivalist instincts okay. and a number of survivalists all are concerned about the power grid going down. Okay. This is not a secret because we know how uh, vulnerable we are and how dependent we are on electricity. And in fact, electricity is second in importance only to air because it's more important than water because if you don't have electricity the municipal water systems are not going to work yeah and you can you will die in three days see that's what uh, i was trying to explain to people up front that this is going to impact everything beyond our economy it's going to our way of life changes dramatically uh, based on this no doubt about it the reason i ask you that david about um your feeling or sense about it I've always had, um, I have this um, internal mechanism in me about the grid somehow. It's, I, I, I can't explain it almost, but every time the conversation comes up, and I've addressed this conversation before with listeners over the years here, it's a, it's a deep concern of mine, our infrastructure, uh, knowing how our adversaries are and knowing how they're looking for other points of pain to get at us. Now, rather than conventional warfare, which is probably going to be less of that in the future, but more of the cyber threats and more of these kinds of threats. Uh, and that's I just have a sense it would change everything and kill so many people uh, would die from this sort of an event. Let's let's come here now and let's there's so much like so let's start with the problem with the. So what I did as we go back and forth here now, I went ahead I took various questions and I threw them in search mechanisms. I threw them in uh, several, whether it's Bing or, or Google and DuckDuckGo, and I threw them in search to see what was coming up, what, what were the kind of questions people were asking, what kind of information was being delivered. And here's the thing is, like a lot of our problems, David, they, you know, the, this information, um, it, it, there's a... Uh, 
real challenge to get any level of truth uh, out of these kinds of uh, things. And you ask yourself, are they plausible? And in the case of when I put a question up, what is the problem with the current US electrical grid? And the answer back was, well, it's responsible for powering uh, the country and its economy. The US energy grid has come under increasing strain due to climate change and the threat of cyber attacks looms. So the biggest thing they've attached to this possible electrical grid problem is to climate change. And the thing is, the narratives that are put out there that, that totally misinform people, you know, you got to remember uh, tens and hundreds of millions of people read this crap on uh, the internet and they believe it is gospel because it came from Google, God forbid. And somehow that's the gospel truth. And so people really believe that the sky is falling and climate change runs everything and including the electrical grid at this point. So they're making this the biggest problem and the strain due to the, is the strain on the electrical grid is due to climate change. What do you say about that? And how does that just sit with you? Well, Malcolm, that's frankly ridiculous. <clears throat> and, you know, the climate change is not contributing to, you know, the vulnerability of our, electrical grid. The problem has been we do not have appropriate regulations. We do not have regulator and legislator interest and attention on this matter. Uh, we do not have enough attention coming from the public utility executives and board members. And frankly, uh, you know, climate change doesn't have anything to do with this. Well, and I go further, when, I, when you put the question in, will the US power grid fail? I mean, that, that's a pretty open-minded question there. Now, the answer back is this, the Midwest is at high risk of energy emergencies. So David, they put this under energy emergencies and they go on to say, and Texas in the West could see outages and shortfalls amid high heat and drought. So what they're now, this is what gets me about these kinds of things. I mean, we have real major concerns with our with our electrical grid and the shortcomings that are in play here, which we will talk about here today. But in the meantime, this is being wrapped up in another package, uh, which is what they always do. And now they're just talking general energy emergencies or climate change fiascos and saying, well, that's the biggest threat to our electrical grid. And surely that's a lot of misinformation that's being put out there to the general public uh, with these high risk of energy emergencies. Now, we've been lucky in this country. Our electrical grid has, in fact, all the studies and stuff I've looked at, we've had 99% plus success rate thus far. And that, I think, is part of the problem because we have a very reactive uh, government uh, program here and officials that only move on something when it's a dire emergency. Don't you see that as the problem? Yes, and we talk about that in the movie. Uh, when you look at COVID-19 and you mm -hmm. look at the fact that there had been studies about potential pandemics, yet when COVID-19 hit, we, we were not ready at all. And we did not have enough masks. We did not have enough ventilators, et cetera. And, you know, I'm a believer that COVID-19 was, you know, dramatically exaggerated in many ways, and it could have been handled better had we utilized some uh, 
various uh, pills such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. I, so I ask a question, is the U.S. electrical grid outdated? Uh, very simple question. And I put it in multiple search engines again. And the message back, David, is this. 70% of the uh, uh, transformers uh, and the lines are more than 25 years old. And we don't have enough of them in areas of the country with the best new energy resources. It's an outdated infrastructure that supports an equally old and cumbersome business model, vertically integrated utilities. Any thoughts to that? I think that's an important point here. What do you say to that? Yes, that's certainly very true. It is an outdated system. I've heard it's essentially a system that's, you know, strung together and kept together with baling wire and rubber bands and chewing gum, keeping it together. And it, it is highly sophisticated, but it is, the transformers are very old. And the issue is, and we'll talk about more during this conversation today. If the transformer goes out, these transformers weigh hundreds of tons and we don't make them in the United States anymore. And they're made in South Korea, Germany, and China. And unfortunately, we're buying more and more of them from China these days. Mm -hmm. And there is an 18-month backlog before you can get one. And therefore, if a transformer goes out, then we are truly, you know, in dire straits. Well, yeah, because China ain't going to help us out. That's for damn sure. I mean, they're not going to make us a priority and get transformers here. And frankly, uh, the other countries, uh, South Korea, Germany, whatever, uh, they're going to take care of their own problems first before they can ship them out. So that 18 months uh, is probably a fallacy. Could be, who knows, I mean, how long. Uh, and... You know, by the way, are you since you've studied this now and you've done all of this, are you seeing I'm, I'm just curious, you know, we're hitting any nerves. And again, the film isn't even out yet. So let's be real. This is still a, 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 a break in sort of development here, this film and the message that you're trying to get out there. Uh, is there have you um, are you seeing any pro, any optimism, any hope? And I'm, I'm just curious. And I've been wanting to ask you that since uh, the weekend. Is there any optimism when it comes to these transformers? And as you stated to me on the weekend, if we had uh, were making them here, it would surely be solved part of the problem. At least we'd be prepared and be able to manage things to the degree that if the you know, shit hits the fan, we can react to some degree. Are you seeing anything positive at all? Anything moving around in the business communities where there's peaked curiosity or interest in making transformers here in the U.S. or anything at all? So I have not heard that specifically, Malcolm, but that would be a great advancement. In terms of optimism, mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about that a little bit because I'm a believer in prepare for the worst, hope for the best, leave God to the rest. And I wanted this film to have an optimistic conclusion to it. And I end up ending the film with a very much of a patriotic, uh, you know, call to action and saying that we Americans have had our back up to the wall before and have overcome great vulnerabilities we ended up converting our 
domestic industrial economy to an arsenal of democracy to overcome Nazi Germany. We build a national highway system that transformed the way business operates in the United States. We overcame, uh, uh, we overcame racial segregation in the United States with a small march in Selma, Alabama, galvanized a million man march which galvanized 10 millions of people to stand up and make sure we overcame racial segregation. So we can fix this. And there are uh, tools out there and there are devices and machinery that can fix all this. And we have the ability to regulate these utilities and require them to have higher standards. And this can all be fixed. Let me let me now, uh, with what you just laid down there, David, a couple of things here. These uh, all of the the power grid in the U.S. First of all, it's all privately owned. Is that correct? I'd say ninety percent. There there are a few systems that are city owned, but most of them are uh, public are owned by private companies. Yeah, I mean, right. They're, they're, but the vast majority of it is privately owned. And something as serious as an electrical grid that controls our way of life. You know, I, you know, it's funny because there's a lot of things we don't want. We're trying to bring government back to size. We don't want big government. Uh, we we want to keep it in its place. We want to keep the power in the states. Something as an electrical grid, I'm very curious because it is... Uh, such a vital piece to our existence now and how we move forward in this century. I mean, we're, we're not back in the 17th, 18th century here. And so I, I wonder, should there be other controls in place? Should there be, I mean, are we doing enough? And I'm wondering if this is the kind of thing where it's all privately owned and there's a lot, it sounds to me like some of it's very reckless. And as you say, it's fixable. Yeah. But I think there's an overconfidence here. You know, I have to tell you, David, I I heard all the examples you just said, but uh, you're talking about American ingenuity and American confidence. But I think there's a sense of overconfidence here. I don't I'm a very optimistic fellow, but I wouldn't subscribe into the same thing that because we've done all that before, we can easily fix this electric grid unless we can get the politicians off their asses and understand the complexity of this and the severity of the situation. We ain't going to fix anything. And, uh, and if we're overconfident, and here's what worries me. I think most Americans, if you poll people on the streets, they take this electrical grid for, for granted. And they have no knowledge and they would not know anything about this. And most people would just strike it. Yeah, but we got it fixed. Don't worry. Yeah, they'll just come up with something else. Yeah, don't worry about it. The federal government's got it figured. You know, and until something catastrophic happens that totally transforms our life. And at that point, David, it's too late. It's too late. We've lost already at that point. But isn't this overconfidence? Couldn't that be a bit of a hazard? Oh, you, you articulated that beautifully, Malcolm. And even though we were optimistic at the end of the film, we were trying to galvanize the viewers of the film saying that we can fix this if, as you said, we get politicians off their ass. You know, stir stir people to action, in other words, huh? If we don't do anything, yeah. we are toast. And there is this complacency that you turn on the light switch, the lights go on. And, and you hit your thermostat, we, we end up having coolness to 69 degrees when we go to sleep at night. 
but that's complacency is misplaced. And frankly, there has been poor regulation. And I'm generally a less regulation kind of guy, but in this kind of important civilian critical infrastructure, we need better regulation. Well, see that, thank you for that. I, let's opine on that a little more because that was my question a little bit earlier. This is one that I think they're ignoring and not doing a damn thing about, but this is one where we do need a bit of, I mean, this is national security here we're talking about, which is really, David, I mean, let's let's call it what it is. This is really the only darn thing we need the federal government for. If they get the hell out of, our, out of our lives and all the other stuff that they're annoying us with, they could possibly do some of the stuff that matters. But other than that, what the hell do we need them for? Exactly right. So I'll, I'll give you an example how our regulators let us down. So actually, uh, President Obama argued for space weather uh protection for our power grid. So he had his head in the right place. This is geomagnetic disturbance. Mm -hmm. And so he ended up passing an executive order and this was passed to FERC and NERC. FERC is a Federal Energy Regulatory Commission and NERC, which is the North American Electricity Reliability Council. And they were asked to uh, create regulations for substations and transformers. So it took them about a year and a half. They went back and they looked at past solar uh, storms and they ended up picking a storm for their benchmark that was one-tenth of the highest ranking storm that happened in the Carrington event in 1861 and also one that occurred in the 1920s. So they picked this benchmark standard and then they uh, instituted regulations around that benchmark that is essentially one-tenth the level that should have been required. And that's how our regulators have let us down. Yeah, well, they take the easy way out. Uh, they always do. And the, these um, bureaucracy is the name of the game here. And people just take the easy way out. They don't do what they should do here. Um, let me uh, give folks now the uh, the website as well. Uh, and we'll continue on here. We're talking with David Tice. The website, friends, is griddownpowerup.com. There's a whole wealth of information there, and, and there's a trailer there as well you can uh, uh, watch. And we'll talk to David Moore in just a bit about the film itself, when that's coming out, and, and uh, all of that, because it's just in the final um, uh, um, production, if you will, like uh, color corrections and, you know, tweaking, if you will, in a film like this, so that then you can put it out to the public. Uh, they've been working very hard on this to make it right. I've seen the film in its entirety. I was uh, fortunate to be able to get it in, in advance and I was able to watch the whole thing. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I will share this with you. I, you know, I talk about ignorance and I talk about complacency. Uh, I, this is a topic that is very disturbing to me and, very, and it's very annoying at the same time. You know, uh, in my own life, I had asked, you know, as many of you know, I have two teenagers that are uh, 18 and 20 and I, I wanted them to watch the film. I thought they would have great interest in this. 
and knowing it. And you know, I couldn't get them to focus. They to watch the film in its entirety at all. Uh, and that is really what worries me in our country is that the generations here that are in play and the up and coming generations, you know, they take this all for granted. And they, they really believe, even though we were talking about the electrical grid, it's like, okay, dad, sure. You know, tell, okay, wonderful, yeah. Um, but they don't really, un it doesn't penetrate their minds that this is, I mean, you're, you're not gonna have a phone at that point. Let me be clear with you. Your, your, your phones that you kids rely on at this generation can't live without, uh, you're, not, you're not gonna have any of that. I mean, but you're, you're gonna have a lot less than that as well. And they don't seem to see uh, the seriousness of the conversation we're having. And, and this is what I think is really the problem because there's not enough uh, outpouring. Uh, this is, without having a really social media uh, push on this, and I'll talk to you more about this after, Dave, a little bit, but something that is dramatic that can get their attention of the, the young people in this country to give a damn about something that is so critical to this, uh, like this, that we're talking about. I think this is really where the rubber meets the road because without that traction, our political leaders, and the others are just going to skate it away, people. Everybody is self-serving in these positions of power. And I'm telling you, it's, it's a sad day. And they're, going, they're, going to, they're just going to push it off. Like right now, you don't see any of our leaders doing the heavy lifting on things that really matter. They, they don't do it. They, our national debt is running away. We're bankrupt already. Our balance sheet looks like hell. Uh, our borders are all open and all kinds of things are pouring in here. I mean, these are all... The only way these problems are ever going to solve is when they're in crisis mode, when there's a catastrophe, just like the 9-11, the catastrophe, then, oh we, oh, we need to have a little security on our planes. Oh, we need to watch the terrorist activity. Oh, of course, they knew all that before there. There were plenty of signs, but we're a very reactive society. We're not proactive. I'm telling you now, when it comes to this electrical grid, it will change our way of life instantaneously and we will not be able this is not something we will be able to fix immediately and we will not be able to get our hands around it our life will start to collapse in ways that we could not imagine and on so many levels we'll, we won't get it back i don't know how long that is whether it is 18 months or 18 years as david suggests i don't know or back to that american ingenuity do we you know uh, i i don't know there are so many unknowns here. And, and that's what I think is driving this, uh, that gets me. And I think it's David as well, very, very unsettled because we're in a different generation. And we're coming from more of that, uh, that generation that was the greatest generation that Tom Brokaw pulled, you know, talked about so eloquently and uh, that, uh, that won the world wars and that saved humanity many times over our amazing country. And, but, you know, as I say to you sometimes, and uh, David hears me when I say this as well, we're, uh, we don't get it together, people here very soon. We're going to go from the greatest generation to the most screwed up generation there ever was. And I don't say that to be a smart guy or to be try to be disrespectful uh, to our young people. But there, there's a lot of problems that we talk about on the platform here, which I'm not going to get into today about the indoctrination of these young folks that have changed generations around us. And... You know, socialism and communism is a real thing. 
and, and it permeates the air here all over our great country. It's a sad state of affairs, people. We're, we're living in a very interesting time. There's a lot of opportunity around us, a lot of great things we can do, but there's a lot of problems. And one or two of these things could change everything. This is one of them today that we're talking about with these electrical grids. So I will be supporting this, uh, this film, this project, this movement. We will get links on the site. We'll get the film and the trailer up there. This is something I definitely will support and put some muscle behind uh, so we can wake people up to the out loud truth. That's what it takes right there, my fellow Americans. Now, as we pause here a moment here, let me remind you in the month of July, Healthy Cell is what I need to remind you of. Healthy Cell Immune Super Boost. Healthy Immune System comes with uh, having that that uh, the, the, the right you know, product that you can take every day that's going to help you. And I'm not talking about a multivitamin. I'm not talking about a chalky pill that is not going to be absorbed into your body. I'm talking about the power of healthy cell, which is a microgel. The microgel is absorbed into your body. We're talking vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea extract, elderberry extract. It's powerful. Immune super boost. We have a healthy immune system. We're going to be able to fight viruses, diseases, problems, superbugs, SARS-CoV-2, you name it. If you don't have a healthy immune system, you're taking a gamble. You're going to pay a price. So this month of July, in celebration of our Independence Day, our listeners only here, usually I say the code out loud, gets our uh, listeners for the first time at 20% off. But now with Immune Super Boost in the month of July, you got to move on this. You'll get 50% off right now. I've never done this. This is it. First time ever from Healthy Cell. This is again in celebration of America's independence. Use the code America50. It's a different code. Don't forget America50. And you can see the banner ads back at America Out Loud and click those as well and get that discount. 50% off immune super boost. What are you waiting for? Go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud. Get a new super boost and stock up. Get get it while it's cheaper right now for yourself. Don't be silly and have it for your family, your loved ones, and yourself. There's other products you can look at while you're there. The REM sleep is amazing. Uh, the focus and recall for our brain power is terrific, especially for long COVID and those people struggling with the brain fog. Those are all micro gel products. On those, you can use the code out loud and first time listeners get 20% off that. That's an incentive you can only get here at America Out Loud because of our relationship with Healthy Cell, which is over four years and running, by the way, here. My fellow Americans, we'll take a quick pause and we'll be back with David Tice. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 120 times per month. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains full effective doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day, pill-free, ultra-absorption ingestible gel. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off any order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA. 
and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the CofixRx banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Surely if you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. You can listen in on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. It's summertime. Ready for your vacation to the beach, the lake, or the mountains? But what about your accommodations? Ever wonder what germs were left behind by the previous guests? Kathy G. from Tulsa says the Genesis Fogger gives her peace of mind and confidence when traveling. With Genesis, she knows that the air and surfaces in her vacation rental are free of bacteria and viruses left behind by the previous occupants. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. And we join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and always a privilege to be with you. And I tell you that every day because I mean it. How's that? And uh, a big thank you and a hello to all of our friends around the globe. Uh, we see all the different countries and the analytics that listen to the network, and uh, we're thrilled to have you here. Uh, the problem today we're talking about is, is massive in size and it would it would change the world in which we know it friends so everyone should pay attention and that is our electrical grids and what could happen and as you know america is a, a fight for freedom always a liberty and justice and uh, we take we should take nothing for granted in in our great nation here uh we we're talking about an emp attack or a geomagnetic disturbance uh we're talking also with david tice here he is the producer director and has got this incredible film coming out next month called Grid Down, Power Up, and the, which is the same name as the website, by the way, griddownpowerup.com. Uh, we got to take action. And, and there are steps we'll get to in a little bit here, things we can do that David will lay out for you in just a bit here to make a difference and to change uh, the trajectory of where we're headed, uh, which is right now in a crisis mode, potentially. Uh, David, the severity of this, you know, back to our beautiful planet here and how much we take for granted and which we shouldn't, but they do. And, you know, I was caught my blessings, David, you know, yeah, I'm a conservative, patriotic, love an American, love our constitution, love our people, our framers, love everything about our nation and we the people. But, you know, I walk outside and I so appreciate and value this beautiful planet we've been gifted with. I appreciate everything about it. And I always take the moment and I let that soak into my soul and, uh, and, 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 and blessed for that. So to be sure, uh, surely great conservatives and Republicans and patriots love our uh, nation. We love our economy. We love green trees. We love birds. Let's be clear. We love it all. So don't go telling me, you know, people have this fallacy out there that somehow it, they, they don't care about things, they absolutely care about all of it. And, and I'm a prime example of that. Um, now, the, <laughs> this whole thing about our way of life, here's the thing, 
even if we weren't concerned, David, with an EMP attack, an intentional EMP attack, an adversary, uh, something getting into anybody's hands, uh, doesn't matter really, any madman. Like you say in the film, it could be in a suitcase size thing and they get into the wrong area and these things happen and whether or it's a, a missile with a nuclear thing up in the up in the atmosphere that uh, doesn't have to land anywhere and would change it. And we wouldn't even feel it initially. And then everything would go dark. You know, there's the intentional EMP attack. But then there's also the sun, the, you know, again, back to this blessed Earth. But, you know, it's uh, it, we're in a very delicate balance of civilization here that we surely take for granted, silly us. Uh, but I'm speaking about a geomagnetic disturbance and an intentional, uh, an unintentional, but a natural EMP attack. That's something we have no control over, David. That's just something that would happen. Uh, I guess the question I would ask you, one, are we prepared for that any more than we're prepared for an intentional? And why isn't it that, you know, if you if you take that, then you look at the fact that the grid is all privately owned and we have no, like you said, regulations in place. This is something I would agree with you. We should absolutely have regulations and we should be really focused on national security. Our federal government is one thing we need them to do well, and they're not doing it. So, how, you know, back, we'll get their attention in a minute when we get into the, the action items. But should, I mean, isn't that obvious? Shouldn't that be obvious to everybody that even a natural EMP attack would be devastating? But yet if we had the preparation of the plans and the transformers and the manufacturing and the plan of attack that we could put into play, David, wouldn't that make the ultimate difference? It certainly would, Malcolm. And as I talked about earlier in the program, uh, President Obama wanted action to be taken. And again, our regulators let us down. We, uh, what's interesting- Now, hold on right there. Why did President Obama, and you may not know the answer to this, but with what you've looked and researched this, a lot of people wouldn't know what you just said. Why did, so President Obama, he he seen the problem, he acknowledged the problem, and he tried to take action. You're saying that, but he couldn't get the regulators to join in. Is that, that the bottom line then? Well, I'm not even sure if he paid enough attention with his minions underneath him to follow it all the way through. And, you know, he ended up leaving office soon thereafter. But a lot of times that's what happens. Bureaucratic ineptitude, you know, kicks in. But he, yeah. but he, should he be given some credit? I'm just being real. I mean, I'm not an Obama fan, to be clear. But I, I'm just asking you straight out here. Should he be given any bit of credit for the fact that he did try to make it a concern and put it on his watch? Yes, he should. And in fact, you know, that was a relatively late addition to the film is that I included that uh, 45 seconds about Obama and also about President Trump and how both presidents had essentially signed executive orders and asked for better protection. And in one case, there was bureaucratic ineptitude inside the regulators. In another case, it's obstruction happening within DOE and Department of Homeland Securities. Uh, so that's where the obstruction occurred. These damn government agencies, the bureaucracy, David, that is in play, 
is astounding all the way across the board. And now with what you say there, and you're right, you did reference that in the film. I've got to give you full credit for that. With Obama and Trump, you did reference. And you know what? I think we need to give credit where credit is due. All too often, listeners know I'm not a fan of the politics and the Marxist tendencies of an Obama presidency. Uh, but listen, uh, obviously, he's seen the problem here and he tried to call it out. It didn't get fixed. But, you know, same thing with Trump, you say. Uh, I think we got to give credit to that if that's the case. How do we get these? Let's focus on the agencies a moment. You just highlighted a big problem here. And I see this as a problem across the federal government. It's layers and layers and layers and layers of BS. Um, what's the answer there? I think we just have to shine light and heat on this. And we have to, There, there's a movie that goes back to my generation, which is Network, that, that had the famous broadcaster, Howard Beale. Mm -hmm. And so he ended up, you know, having a rant. And he said, you know, we're mad as hell. We're not going to take it anymore. And frankly, it's going to require that kind of movement, that kind of action, saying that, damn it, let's get this fixed. And we need to, you know, require and have accountability for our uh, legislative officials to make sure that, you know, sometimes these benchmarks and these timelines are set, but then nothing is followed through. Very interesting. You know, I remember with Howard Beale, you mentioned the mad as hell. I just made a note as you were talking, David, mad as hell, a moment in America's legacy. Is that the message? <laughs> yes, it is. Interesting, isn't it? So you're saying we, we as the people, we the people need to get mad as hell to be able to change the trajectory of things. These government agencies are so layered and they're so empowered. And in fact, that's one of the biggest problems that Trump had through his administration, as you recall, David, is all the uh, the, the, leaks, the leaks that were happening and all the the, the nonsense that was playing out into the public purview, into the media outlets, all of that. And a lot of that was all through these government agencies and the heads of these government agencies, including the FBI and the CIA and the DOJ, totally, totally corrupt to the core at this very moment. And that's a, that's a real problem. But this is, you know, easier said than done, I guess, when we talk about cleaning it up or fixing it. God, that's got to be another film. I got to tell you what, I see another documentary coming with that, but cleaning up America's bureaucracy because it's it's run away right now. I I think that's, we may have hit the uh, the problem head on there. Isn't that the real problem here? Because you, you talk about um, uh, in the uh, message there, let me see, uh, you talk about the agencies that, oh, the Homeland Security Dep and Department of Energy. Talk about their responsibility in all this, please. Okay, so <clears throat> President Trump passed an executive order in 2019 okay. asking for there to be protection against electromagnetic pulse, cyber attack. Additionally, that was codified into legislation in 2020, the National Defense Authorization Act. And then a lot of responsibilities were put on the Department of Energy and the Department of Homeland Security with various timelines, et cetera. And as we point out in the film, 
essentially very little has been done in follow through. Yeah, no, and you do point that out in the film. So how, how, do, how do we get them to follow through and be active? Let's get into the take an action business, which is really a highlight of your overarching message. Uh, and you talk about spreading the word. Let's some of the things we can do. Let's take it point by point by point. Of, I mean, listen, you, you didn't do this film. And what, what the date is coming out is August what, you, you believe? August 6th, we believe. Okay, August 6th is the target date. Okay. I mean, you didn't do this for your, for your uh, just an exercise of utility here. You did it to create action and to make a movement, I would imagine, right? Exactly. And I said earlier on, remember, that you're going to need to get something to get social media in play here. This is something we need to strategize on, uh, David. We need to talk about how to get, because we don't, like I said, if we don't get the young generations, uh, even my own kids that are at that age, they just don't, let me just say to you this, I'm, I'm telling you right out here, they don't buy the fact that this is a risk. They don't buy it. They don't think it's their problem, David. They really believe that this is handled. And no matter how many films we throw at them, I mean, how do we convince them? Well, I'm hoping uh, influencers will help. I'm hoping to get on Joe Rogan. I'm hoping to have Oprah Winfrey mention it as an example. I would love to get people from the left that mention this. I would love to have you know, Oliver Stone and his son be involved in getting this mentioned. This is truly a bipartisan issue. Yeah, that's and great. I love what you just laid out there. One, two, three, Rogan, Rogan to Oprah uh, and back and forth, because this is not a Democrat or Republican problem. This has got nothing to do with it. Uh, so, no, you're right. You need to get the left involved in this. If they're so worried about climate change, how about they be worried about our electrical grid? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and again, I, I started the program saying they were kind of blaming it on a lot of that. But but anyways, it is what it is. Uh, these other problems uh, that are faced with the electrical get, uh, grid are potentially much more serious. Um, all right. So let's come through the action steps again here. Uh, when you talk about I, I, I like your uh, thoughts about the uh, influencers, you're so right. We've got to get people out there jazzing this up. I'm going to try to really assist and help in any way I can to get this message out there about our electrical grid and this um, uh, amazing film you have coming out. Uh, so let's talk about the, you, cause you're talking about participating in an email writing campaign. You talk about the legislators, the regulators. I'm looking at all your various points of interest here and your take on action. Let me give you the floor now and talk to folks on what we can do to really, because again, we got to, this is a movement. It's a movement, David. And we got to get those government agencies to pay attention as well back to the Homeland Security Department of Energy. Uh, and we got to get Congress to take action, don't we? Exactly. <clears throat> so first thing we need to do is convert your listeners to what I call grid warriors. And we need everyone that's listening out there, if they're convinced, go to our website, learn more about it you know, read some of these past reports. You don't have to listen to me today to be convinced. You will see a great deal of information on our website outlining this. If you are convinced, then simply alert, you know, your friends and neighbors, send an email to 50 people and say, gee, I just heard about this vulnerability and this 
documentary, Grid Down, Power Up. And really the power is dependent upon us. We need to create this movement and watch the trailer and spread the word yourself. If we can convert a army of grid warriors, we're gonna be far ahead. We have a section on our website called Participate, and you can uh, end up sending letters to your regulators and your legislators from directly from the website. If you put in your home address and have a few clicks to your mouse. So yeah, I'm, looking, really excited I'm about that. looking there right now. You got a lot of information on here under participate um, and uh, alert your elected officials, write a letter to your regulators and utilities, join the U.S. Energy Security Council. Uh, what does that do by joining the U.S. Energy Security Council? Okay, so that's just now getting started. And you uh, that's more for we're going to have a free version of that for citizen warriors right now that's set up for uh, potential uh, vendors, et cetera. So you, you don't have to pay attention to that right now. That's in development then you're saying, okay. Right. You say write a letter to the regulators and utilities. All these help, all these help and step and points, these points of interest are here under participate. Uh, and more information, your media news, your trailer about the movie. So it's all it's all perfect right there. Grid down, power up. My golly, David, how much we take for granted in this country and uh, and, and what we need to be um, doing to uh, pr preserve our way of life. This is catastrophically one of the biggest things and that would ultimately change uh, everything about us. If this does go down in current uh, uh, in, in, in current affairs right now, in our current life, right this moment, David, if this thing happened, either a, and, and I guess there would be a big difference, whether it was a natural event that we could, uh, but, uh, how much it fried and what damage was done to the transformers, um, and then versus an intentional EMP attack, what's your best guess for, what, with having no existence to make transformers here or any of that, how, how long do we go down for we could easily go down for six months to a year and a half. And the problem is, Malcolm, if we're down for six months, uh, tens of millions of people are going to die because we just don't have, if, if the grid goes out, our water, our, our water system, only those people with swimming pools or who might be able to have some water stored and hope it rains you know, for a while, or have the ability to go to lakes and to be able to purify water. There's not that many survivalists in the country, and therefore tens of millions of people are going to die. No, there are not very many survivalists because we, we haven't had a need for that. Uh, everything has been handed to us, David. <laughs> um, and so we're accustomed to just turning on the faucet. We're accustomed to just flipping the switch, right? Yep. I mean, that's what it is. That's what we do here. And so this is a, a dramatic change. You're, you're exactly right. Um, and I, I, I just, you know, and it's almost impossible to forecast these things as to what to, as to when something like this could potentially happen. Uh, what about for those who would say we're just being alarmist? What's the message to them? I would say uh, do your homework. And I would say uh, 
sometimes it does come down to a right versus left issue. And some people are saying, gee, it's those crazies on the right. But I would just point you to in 2018, the California legislature, you know, that was probably 70% Democrats passed unanimously two pieces of legislation imploring the U.S. government to protect our civilian infrastructure, protect our power grid from EMP and GMD. So I would say if you think this is a left-wing cause, you know, just look at that. Wow. That was in the state of California? Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. So there is hope, your suggestion. And again, you, you, you leave the message there very, very well. Uh, and you do that in the film super well and talking about American patriotism as a patriot. David, thank you for, um, for putting this together, for dedicating so much time and resources and energy into this cause. Uh, we will help you in every way that we can along the journey here. And as this film gets released in August here um, to uh, bring attention and awareness to the problem, brother. Thank you. So glad to be with you and let's convert some grid warriors. So look yeah. forward to it next time. Yeah, I like that grid warriors. Uh, David has given some thought to that grid warriors. That's what we need here. And as he says, mad as hell, it's a moment in America's legacy is what we're talking about. What is that legacy going to look like? Uh, wouldn't it be sad to see it end in such a way uh, as that? But this is a serious problem. I'm absolutely convinced of 100%. And we've not put the time in. As you can see, it's all privately owned. It's all in various pieces. There's no real regulation on it. We're not securing it. In fact, there are a lot of reports about hackers being in there. Uh, these are things I didn't even address today that I certainly have talked about in the news cycle previously. Uh, hackers trying to get in and trying to get into these systems uh, and trying to do us harm. Uh, so you've got all that part of it as well. Uh, we didn't even dare to touch on that part here. Uh, so that's another piece of the equation that could take place here. Uh, preparation, again, we learned that uh, as young boys in the Boy Scouts, didn't we, guys? Uh, you know, preparation goes a long way uh, to uh, securing our way of life here. Uh, David Tice and uh, the film uh, GridDownPowerUp.com is the website. Uh, the trailer is there. You can also see the trailer back at AmericaOutloud.com. As you hear this, it will be on the, uh, the website and you'll be able to watch it there as well. We'll keep you posted as to the date that it is indeed released and all the pieces that happen here. Uh, thank you, my fellow Americans, for joining me here on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.